inside me wants to hide Is the shadow an angel or a warrior? If God is pleased with me Why am I so terrified? Someone tell me I am only dreaming Somehow help me see with heaven's eyes And before my head agrees My heart is on its knees Holy is He Blessed am I Be A 
and amen. You'll see how Mary was able to be a willing participant in Christmas. One of the things that the angel had done was to be able to give an announcement to Mary. And one of the things that when we come together, can you imagine what kind of, of things you had done in your life that expected some type of different emotions, especially in the very beginning, and what it did to your life? We think about uh, the, the angel Gabriel as he was able to announce to Mary about the sovereignty of God, the fullness of his joy, and also the redemptive work of Jesus Back then, back then, when they were, when the young girls were engaged, the church historians were thinking that it was probably about maybe 15 or 16 years old. And the Jewish culture at that time, the youngest, one of the youngest uh, individuals can be as be becoming engaged were at 12 years old. Can you imagine what Mary must have been uh, uh, feeling when receiving this word from the angel? It brought upon a, a mixture of emotions, emotions such as fear, uncertainty, confusion. And how many of us have felt that way from time to time? And out of the mix of the emotions, we see that she starts questioning. When the Bible is saying, you know, how can that be? I'm a virgin. I am engaged. And, and, and can you imagine the questions also? What would people think? What would my friends and or my families think about me? About Joseph? About this baby? So with those mixture of emotions came questions. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? God still loved her. And sometimes we have to realize that sometimes we don't want to say questions or ask God questions because you're fear of what he's going to think about you. God knows that we go through a mixture of emotions depending on what is coming our direction. And we see that in Mary, wondering how could this be? But we also see that in the midst of questions, after what she had done, she came and her reaction was surrendering. When the Bible is saying, it is not, you know, it's me, you know, let it be done. Whatever you say of me, let it come true. What a great opportunity to be able to see what we're able to learn from Mary, from being confused and disturbed from receiving the message. And there are times in our lives that we may feel that way. Sometimes we feel like confused or, or sometimes even disturbed of even what we feel that God is leading us to do. Or even the direction or the path he is pointing us to go. But she surrendered. Emotions, questions, and then she surrendered. And that's more a little bit of what we feel, we believe that Mary must have been feeling, but that was Mary. Let's take a moment now to see how Joseph felt. I was engaged to Mary, 
but before it became official, I found out that my supposed-to-be virgin wife was pregnant. She claimed that she became pregnant through the Holy Spirit, and I found that very hard to believe. As I was contemplating my next steps, an angel of the Lord came to me in all places but a dream, and the angel of the Lord said to me, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and he will be called Jesus, and he will save everyone from their sins. I remember as a young boy hearing the priest read from the prophet Isaiah, and I remember the priest telling the story of the Messiah and his birth. He would say, look, a virgin will conceive a child, and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. I woke up from my dream, and I did exactly as the priest, as the angel told me, and took Mary as my wife. I had so many concerns and plenty of doubts, but the greatest being, who am I to be the earthly father of the Messiah? Who am I to raise him as my own? Carpenter, 
a king how can i raise a king how could it be this baby in my arms sleeping now so peacefully the son of god the angels said how could it be sacred scriptures, we all have the benefit of knowing this story, but Mary and Joseph didn't. Here we see Joseph, an honorable man at Christmas. His story is found in the gospel book of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. I won't be reading it today, but if you're taking notes for reading it later on, you can. The Bible tells us very little about Joseph as a parent. We do know that he was a carpenter, that he was a righteous man. Out of those scripture references, verse 19 says that he wanted to do the right thing. In verse 24, it says he was immediately obedient. Can we put ourselves into Joseph's shoes? To know and receive word that he's going to father the son of God? Just like the song that you just heard, how could it be that a man could be a father to the son of God? Can you imagine the pressure that he must have felt making sure that this child doesn't get hurt? Making sure the responsibility of being the father head of that household to make sure that he provides that love and that care to the son of the most high God? But he was immediately obedient after receiving the message. But what can we learn from Joseph, ladies and gentlemen? We have to learn how to respond to God's calling today. Sometimes decisions we make today need to be intentional because even though we may not be around or be alive, to see the result, we will know that our actions or feel that we have our actions contribute to its outcomes. Why do I say that? Because we only hear a little bit about Joseph throughout Scripture. In fact, I believe it's Luke uh, 2, in the, chapter sec- in the second chapter of Luke, where that's the last thing that we hear about. But he received that information that he was obedient And he was able to make sure that he was there for Mary, that he was there for Jesus, but then we don't hear about him anymore. And that's why I say sometimes we make the decisions now. We may not be around later on. We may not be alive later on, but we feel that because of our actions, the results, that we're a part of the outcome. So with Mary and Joseph hearing a little bit about their stories, let's fast forward into the gospel book of Luke Luke 2, Verses 1, 3 through 7, 
The Bible says this. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. All returned to their ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of a King David, he had to go into Bethlehem, in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in, in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. I want you to consider this, ladies and gentlemen. The trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem was approximately 80 miles. With Mary being pregnant, the journey had to be difficult, uncomfortable. To end it by staying and giving birth in a place meant for animals added indignity to the hardship. Through hardship, Christmas came. You see, we have all gone through life's journey. If we take the time to look back, can you see God in moments of your life that you thought, whether it's a joyous occasions or when you were going through trials and tribulations, can you really see God in the midst? Can you see his presence? Like saying, thinking back and thinking, man, I, God, I thought you weren't with me, but I can see now have you have formed it. Where I am today, looking back, I can see that you were also there. I received grace back then, and I'm receiving grace now. Can you see God? So throughout our journeys, we come to Christmas different ways. Heard today, Mary and Joseph were at Christmas. Today, we have a great opportunity to come to Christmas, to Christ, by way of communion. We are invited to come to Christ's table. We took the time to remember Mary and Joseph. Well, let us take this time to remember what Christ had done for us. On the night before, he gave himself for us. He was eating a meal with the disciples. In the midst of that meal, he was able to take bread. He gave thanks. He then broke it and told them, take and eat, for this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He then took the cup. He gave thanks and told them, drink from it, all of you, for this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we come before Christ's table, if you were uh, connected with Mary, what she was going through, whether confused, disturbed, or fear, or uncertainty, the emotions that go through your life, if you have come to Christ with questions, but the same way that she started out that way, she ended with joy, 
knowing that she gave birth to the Son of God. Or maybe you related to Joseph, whether become a righteous, make, making sure that your decisions are the right decisions and that you are being obedient to God's call. Wherever you are in your journey of life, God allows us to come by invitation to his table to remember what Christ did for us. His body broken, sacrificed, his blood shed for our sins. Join me in prayer. Loving and gracious God, we come before your presence and thanking you for this message today as a reminder of what Mary must have felt like, what Joseph must have felt like, God, what we feel like right now. With the openness, we come before your table. We ask for forgiveness for the wrong that we have done. We receive and being thankful for your forgiveness and cleansing that we're able to come before your table to remember the sacrifice of Christ for all of us, Lord. And as we come forward, Lord, knowing that allowing us what comes forward is not because of our doing, but what Christ has done for us. And the same Christ that we take a moment to remember the prayer that he shared with his disciples, and we say today, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As the service are coming forward, if you're here for the very first time, this is not a denominational table. This is Christ's table that is set before you. We're doing it in a method of intinction. One of the servers will uh, provide you with a piece of bread. The server next to them will have a chalice that will actually have grape juice that you can dip the bread. And as you consume and, uh, and, and eat, go back to your, your seats, reflect upon the word today, and also take a moment to talk to God wherever you are seated as the band leads us through the song.